Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Clint Sterner is brought to you by Motorsports Authority. With two great locations and hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Sterner, very confident. Throwing down the middle. This Clint Sterner is putting on a show. Check them out or visit online at msastore.com. Clint Sterner joins us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Clint, man, how are you doing? Man, I'm doing well, brother. I, I enjoyed that, uh, that little, uh, little uh, roundtable there of all, all the hogs having success, man. That's, that's, uh, that's good work, brother. What's going on with you guys? Man, we're fantastic getting ready for a big weekend in the NFL, final weekend of the NFL regular season. We'll hit on the national championship game with you Monday, so we'll just hold off on that and focus in on the NFL tomorrow. It all gets started tomorrow afternoon on ABC. Chiefs, Raiders, Rebecca's our Chiefs fan who loves to call in and talk on the show, and she's worried about this game. Are you, are, do you think there's any reason for her to be worried about the Raiders upsetting the Chiefs? I wouldn't be real worried about it. I mean, if the Chiefs go out there and, and handle their business, I mean, there's – look, I mean, the Chiefs with, – with the – um, DeMar Hamlin's situation and what's going on, what went on in the Buffalo-Cincinnati uh, game, and, and not the tragedy. I'm just talking about the game itself and not having a result and, and all of that. I mean, Kansas City, can, uh, if they go out there and, and, and win the ball game, they ultimately can put a lot of that a lot of that one-seed conversation, I, I think, to bed. I don't know how they're going to handle it exactly, but if I'm Kansas City, I'm going into this ball game and I'm going, hey, we got to go out there and win it and put ourselves in the best position not not having this stuff, Adam Schefter's throwing around potentially bite us in the tail. Whether it's bye week decisions or home field advantage in the AFC Championship decision, um, they got plenty of reason to go out there and and, and put their best foot forward. And, and I, I think if they do that, they should they should handle um, Las Vegas. But the truth of the matter is, I, I feel where she's coming from because Las Vegas they they do have a talented bunch and. A lot of folks look at it as as they got a backup quarterback playing, um, but that kid can sling it around the field. So, so I, I guess I can, as a, as a fan of Kansas City, if, if I were, I could probably feel her, her, uh, you know, her concern. All right, then tomorrow night, the AFC South will be decided. Tennessee's lost six in a row. Jacksonville's won four in a row. Tennessee doesn't have their quarterback. Jacksonville, like I said, they're playing well. This seems like a no-brainer for me. It seems like Jacksonville's the the easy pick. Is it that easy? Well, no, it's not. I mean, because you, you got you've got a, a hot team in Jacksonville. I love the, the Trevor Lawrence Doug Peterson combination. I'm a big fan of offensive-minded head coaches, especially when you're when you've got a first, second, third-year young quarterback trying to come into his own, needs to be developed and and matured in the NFL. I, I love seeing that kind of unfold in front of me in, in, in a positive light and they are hotter than a firecracker there's no doubt about it but anytime you anytime you got Derrick Henry across the line from you uh, you know I, I think you got problems uh, I think you got potential problems and uh, I watched the Texans play Jacksonville last week there the Jacksonville's a good football team they're still missing a lot of big time big time parts particularly on the defensive side of the football mm-hmm. and so you know I, I just I think that that um, Tennessee could could 
could potentially cause some major problems for one of the hotter hotter teams in football. I think one of the most fascinating things in this matchup is actually Trevor Lawrence versus Josh Dobbs. I think Josh Dobbs has has been highly underrated and overlooked in, in the NFL to this point. I can't believe that he's not a, a high-level backup with somebody. Instead, he's bouncing around the league and Tennessee gets up with him. He's a really good player. While I don't want to see Tennessee in the, in the playoffs, Wes, I don't care to see more Derrick Henry and, and Josh Dobbs and, and that, that kind of that, – that offense doesn't really turn me on. I'd mm-hmm. rather see Trevor Lawrence, the new age, the mm-hmm. coming of the new quarterback kind of deal. Um, I really don't want to see the Titans in the playoffs, but I would love to see Josh Dobbs have a hell of a night and kind of arrive in his, in his NFL career. Clint Sterner with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Clint, what's your take on the Vikings? 12-4, and four, they win all these close games. Uh, sometimes it's close games against bad teams, but they're winning, finding ways to win. Are, are you buying in on the Vikings and something, they got something special going on, winning close games? Yeah, I, I do. I, I buy the Vikings. I, I don't. I don't buy them to go win at all. I'm not betting money on them winning at all. But it's it's not hard to look at at um, you know how how they're winning games and and I look at it and give them credit that they're winning close games. When you when you one have the dudes right. I, I'm not again. There's a lot of things about the Vikings that that I think are popular opinions that I just disagree with. I mean, Kirk Cousins is a really 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 good quarterback, and for some reason. Everybody wants to, to knock him down because he hadn't, quote-unquote, won the big one and made a deep run in the playoffs and been in a Super Bowl. Well, hell, how many have? How many not named Tom Brady and, and Pat Mahomes have done it consistently, right, as of late? And so I look at it, I think I think he is a much better quarterback than folks give him, give him credit for. Jefferson is a clear game changer. You look at their run game, the dynamic, explosive running back, and and I think they're really well coached on the offensive side of the football. I don't know a whole hell of a lot about their defense, if I'm being completely honest. But I think a well-coached football team is a team that goes and wins four or five games late and ends up with 12 or 13 wins. I've said it a million times, Wes. In my opinion in the NFL, it is not difficult to be a seven- or eight-win football team. It's just not. I mean, if you're well-coached, and I mean well-coached as in, as in, you know, you're, you're flipping all the stones during the week in terms of just doing things efficiently and, and doing doing things in a winning way. It's not dysfunction all over the place. You win seven, eight games. The difference in seven or eight and ten or twelve is exactly what Minnesota's doing, and that's they're well coached and they got game changers. So yeah, I'm, I'm buying Minnesota a whole hell of a lot more than most people are. All right, Clint, you got Jalen Hurts. Uh, obviously, Vegas expects him to play because they have the Eagles a 14 point favorite over the Giants. <laughs> He's got that AC joint issue. He, he missed two weeks. How healthy do you think? Well, you, there's no way of knowing, but I'm sure you've had some AC joint issues before. Are you concerned about Jalen Hurts and playing against the Giants and taking a hit on that shoulder? Yeah, I'm, I'm big, big time concerned. Not about him taking a hit. I mean, I, 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 my AC is what I sprained my, my senior year. My, yeah, my senior year early in the season, and uh, I couldn't throw for a week. They ended up shooting it up, and I played against Alabama, threw it 52 times. I mean, oddly enough, that was the most times I ever threw it in the ball game. Some, somehow, on a shot up elbow, a shot up shoulder. Um, and and my, my, it wasn't mine was, and now mine wasn't as severe as a lot of folks, but it wasn't for me moving forward. It wasn't a pain tolerance. It wasn't a range of motion. It wasn't about taking hits. It, it was about having the strength that it takes to control the football ultimately. And and have and be precise with your accuracy. That's what it was for me, and so that's what I'm. That's what I'm most concerned about with with Jalen Hurts is, like 
you think AC joint, okay, the pain goes away, okay, he gets range of motion, okay, he can physically go out there and practice. But the reality of it is, is you lose a ton of of, of control and ultimately it's arm strength. I mean, just it's it's not you don't really feel it, but but it, it, it it's there. And so I'm concerned about can he pass the ball at at a a high enough level the way in which he was before the injury um, off of two or three weeks of just straight rehab, right? Most of the time, you got to strengthen that thing. You need an offseason to strengthen it so you get the, the control and the arm strength back. Um, so I'm more concerned about that, Wes, than I am the, the pain or him taking a hit. Clint, a few months ago, I was watching your duel against Tom Brady in the bowl game, and I learned something that as many times as I've seen that game, for some reason, this missed me. That last interception was by no means your fault. With the pick six you talking? No, no, not not the one to Whitley. You hit somebody from Arkansas right in the hand. I think it was the pick six to Whitley, and it popped up in the air, and it was a yeah, good well, it was I, a good I threw, throw. I threw more touchdowns in that ball game than Tom Brady. The problem was two of them were the Michigan players. Here's here's the deal: is the first one it was an out route, like mm-hmm. a slot, and my and my receiver fell down. So it looks like I just threw it to the damn DB, but my receiver really actually fell down. Nice. The next one. The next one, it went through his hands and hit his face mask and bounced straight up in the air, and that, and that, that uh, DB caught it with the other direction. That was the, I didn't realize that on the first one. So the first yeah. one, the receiver falls down, and you're throwing to a spot. And then the second yeah. one, that's what I'm saying. You hit the guy right in the hands, and he dropped it. Yeah, man. Look, I, he probably owed me, man. I, I, I'm sure there were several times throughout the year where I missed him. He's wide open, so <laughs> I, I'm sure he owed me. Yeah, man, that, that wasn't our day. Man, that, that was an interesting game, though, man. That was one of them where – you know, we, we were a heavy play-action team back mm-hmm. with Houston Nut and, and had a lot of success doing it in, in my in my two years with Houston. And in the first half of that ball game, their, their defensive game plan uh, was was to, when I turned my back, when I snapped, show me one coverage, and when I snapped the football, they were rolling their safety. So I would have to hit the play-action, come up, and then and find the safety to figure out, okay, what coverage are they in? Okay, now I want to go here or there with the football, right? They had a great game plan. And – they were causing us some problems and really had me on my toes. And make, they were making me work after the snap. And uh, at halftime, I just told Coach, and I said, Coach, man, we they're rolling their safeties, and, mm. and I'm turning my back in play action. I said, so call whatever play action you want. I'm going to drop back with my eyes on the safety so I can read it a step quicker. Ah. And, uh, and and we ended up having a little success out of halftime. You and Lucas <laughs> in the third quarter were wearing those dudes out. I remember that very well. I remember sitting in my house watching this thinking, we're going to lose to these guys. I mean, because that was the defending national champs, and the Razorbacks played them off their feet that day. They really did. Could have gone either yeah, way. Man, that that was that was the year that I fumbled that ball, man. I'm telling you, we I was uh, that that was one of the that year. And I'm not a guy to tell you that that we were we weren't and, and, and blow smoke. I, that year we played Tennessee, like you just said. We played Michigan. Yes. Um, we beat some really good teams that year. I firmly believe that we were one of the top if in today's college ball playoff world. We were one of the top four teams in America. And had I not put that dang thing on the ground, we'd have, we'd have been playing somebody other than Michigan. Well, uh, so, sometimes you wonder about fate and luck and all these things. My goodness. I mean, you said last <laughs> week, you said, I don't know if the game is put on McCarthy's back that he can take it. They shut our run down pretty good. And McCarthy played great. He was throwing dimes all over the place, except what? 
those two pick sixes, man. That was it. And so, you know, your prediction was kind of right and kind of wrong. He stepped up in the big moment, but, man, he, he made a couple mistakes on those. I mean, it cost him 14 points. Yeah. Hey, kid, man, I, I really do. I, I think if, if, y'all, if, if Michigan can figure out one of the one of the hottest topics for us down here right now is, is Harbaugh and, and is he going to stay at Michigan and, and what a – you know, he, he meets with the Carolina Panthers, David, at least according to the owner, David mm-hmm. Pepper, and, and then he releases a statement that he's gonna he's, he's Michigan through and through. At, at, at least don't know what the future holds, so he's leaving a little bit of mystery. He there. was, he was, he's and, hedging um, his bets there. That's right. Yeah, man, and, and look, I think after what happened a couple of years ago with them cutting the salary or whatever the hell happened mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. I mean, I think that's still got to be a absolutely, gonna... absolutely, Clint. He he has yeah, never man. forgiven the athletic director for busting him down to buck private. He has yeah, it. Yeah, that, that's 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 painful, man. And so you always wonder what's going to go on. But if they can keep that thing together, man, I I disagree. And I don't I don't know where you sit on on JJ McCarthy, but I I, well, I, lo- I love the kid. I think he's I think he's a baller. I do. Yeah, man. Well, I just heard a couple of people that I that I work with in the college ball playoff world talking. Mean, college ball world talking about. You know, I don't know if they have their guy. I just completely disagree. I, I think you got your guy. Um, He's the guy. I'm, he just needs to shut up. He was chirping before the game against TCU. We're going to run the ball down there. Just, well, he did shut up after the game. Well, just shut up. <laughs> he just, made a statement and then he walked up, out. Just shut up and play. Exactly. He, he doesn't stay in for the presser. I think he's a hugely talented kid. He's just you know, he's like a lot of quarterbacks. Quarterbacks are gunslingers. You don't play that position without having a lot of confidence, yeah. and sometimes well, that gets I, I in the way. I tell you what, the the you know the running his mouth before the TCU game and having it un, you know unfold the way it did. I mean that that's one of those deals where you hope the kid has the wherewithal, the awareness yes. to, to go. Hey man, I, I I mean I hate that it took took losing a game that way to, yes, to learn that lesson, but now you know and you grow from it, man. So I, I just I think the kid's got the it factor. I really do, and he he I don't know if he's as talented as everybody says he is. I mean that, today's quarterback world is. It's so, I mean, just, I, I don't know. I, the, the, the conversations around guys before they before we ever see it on the field consistently, mm-hmm. is, I think, is crazy. But I, I think he can win a lot of ball games. Yes, sir. Like yes, sir. Clint, I got a question on the first Arkansas Bank and Trust text line from Mike and Bryant. He wants me to ask you about the Bengals and if they have the Chiefs number. If they meet in the playoffs, do you think they will win their fourth game in a row against the Chiefs? I, I, look, I, I think – I think the Chiefs are in trouble. I, I, I in the playoffs, I do. I've said this all year long. I, I work every day. My co-host is, a, is from Kansas City. Uh, we covered the Chiefs for several years. Grew up in Kansas City. Chiefs fan. Um, I, I think they're in trouble. I, I think I said all along when they lost Tyreek Hill, they they lost an explosive dynamic to that offense that is irreplaceable, and it's gonna it's gonna bite them at some point in time. And everybody said, "Oh no, Pat Mahomes is gonna change the way he plays." Let me let me explain something to folks. Pat Mahomes ain't changing the way he plays, and the Kansas City Chiefs aren't changing aren't aren't changing That's the right. way that they call plays. I mean, they're going to live and die with Pat Mahomes playing and and doing things that are ill advised and holding the football too long and, and taking eleven step drops and doing things that other quarterbacks can't do. And you know what? Good for them. He's done it at a championship level. He, that, that's fine. I, I don't. I just don't think they're going to change. I think that it's the same thing, and he's going to be great. He's going to do amazing things, but Juju Smith-Schuster is not Tyreek Hill, mm. right? I, I mean, Miko Hardeman is not Tyreek Hill. And, and Jason Kelsey, I'm sorry, Travis Kelsey is only one man. I, I just I just think when you talk about four games in the playoffs, maybe three games in the playoffs, you've got to run through three 
quality defenses, I think that style of play is going to end up biting them in the tail. And Tyreek Hill not being there is going to be a major, major problem in the playoffs. Clint, got one more before we let you go. Lions Packers on Sunday night, NBC. Aaron Rodgers, is he going to get it? I didn't think he was going. To, I didn't think the Packers would get it done and win uh, all those games down the stretch and get in the playoffs. But they're one win away from doing it. You like the Packers, brother? I'm going to tell you, man. I am Dan Campbell. I played with Dan Campbell in Dallas. I absolutely love Dan Campbell. I'm a bigger fan of Jared Goff than most people. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the way people just dismiss the fact that he quarterbacked the team to a Super Bowl early in his career, like he's just like he's just done, you know, with the flip of a wrist. But um, I, I'd love to see the Lions win this ball game. But but uh, Aaron Rodgers is one of them cats in, in a in a win or go home situation. One game, I, there is no way I'm betting against home Aaron field yeah, freezing I'm, at night. Come on, man. Yeah, I'm going. I'm, I'm riding with the pack, man. Yeah, but but, but no doubt about it, man. Um, Detroit is coming. De- Detroit is coming. Dan Campbell's got that squad, and De- I mean, he spent a couple of years building that team hmm. from the inside out. Man, they're they're going to be they're going to be a problem in that division. You're talking about Green Bay with no Aaron Rodgers, or or at least one more year of an aging Aaron Rodgers. You got you got Chicago and and Minnesota. I, I think I think Detroit is coming. And, and Clint, be, you just made my day, run. my man. That's awesome, <laughs> man. We hey, Lions fans Kansas, have been man. suffering for uh, sixty years. So we're ready. Sunday night. Hey, 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 look, Dan Campbell's one of them guys. I mean, it's either going to work and work in a big way, which it looks like it is, mm-hmm. or it's going to fall flat on the face. You know, you, you come in talking about biting kneecaps and things like that. <laughs> I mean, they're either going to laugh you out of the stadium in two years or they're going to literally love you forever. Clint, the players so seem to love the guy. He's as oh. intense as he can be, but they love him. They play for oh, him, man. They're, 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 look, they're, he, I'm telling you, man, I, there, there's no – if you don't like Dan Campbell, I mean, I understand if you watch one press conference and you hit a bite the knee, he's not your presidential, quote-unquote, presidential head coach. I understand where somebody could be a little bit turned off. But if you're around him every day, there literally is no – there's nothing to dislike. There's absolutely nothing to dislike. Awesome. I mean, unless you just don't want to be great. Now, if you don't want to be great, you don't want to be pushed, if you don't want to have expectations placed on you, then you may not like the guy. But, um, yeah, he's special, man. Mm. Clint, Sunday night in Green Bay or at Lambeau Field, it's going to be about 25 and just falling throughout the night. Ooh. Ooh, football in the snow no in Green snow. Bay? No snow. It doesn't say any snow, but maybe it will. Just cold. Hey, Wes, Wes, I'm going to tell you, man, I, I, he will have them ready to play. I'm talking about Detroit. I'm mm-hmm. talking about Dan Campbell. He will have them ready to play, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me at all. Now, I'm not betting on it, but I'm telling you, it wouldn't shock me at all if he said that Great stuff, Clint. Thank you. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you Monday. All right, brother. Y'all have a good one. Now go home.